Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. We're here for a thirsty Thursday, Urgh, freestyle Friday, because you know we stay up late. <laughs> Who needs sleep anyway? Pretty much overrated, right? Yeah. Anywho, we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to, so let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece, man. First and foremost, since he missed last week, let's get old married man D set up in here. What's up, brother? Living large in the shot, my friend. Yeah, man, I like it. You ready to hit your cue, sir? Absolutely. All right, three, brew, and fun, buddy. Woo! Woo! <laughs> You know, I was really tempted, man. If you were here last week, I don't know if you had a chance to like play back the other uh, last week's podcast, but I was totally going to bring you in. I was like, Mark would have totally appreciated getting uh, brought into this one. And uh, I can see that he's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. And everybody, virtually everybody else failed the pop quiz. They were like, is that a Tool song? <laughs> like, No. <laughs> Anyway, but I was, I was, it's like one of those days where I was digging through the music and I'm like, man, I haven't listened to that in a long time. I just felt like a little silver chair frog stomp action. You know what I mean? It's good to have like those uh, musical throwbacks and you crank up some old stuff every once in a while. Not shabby. But, no, I love Daniel, Daniel Johns. Yeah, man. Excellent choice. By the way, do they do, does he or they, do they do anything anymore? Like, I feel like that they're uh, just defunct. They did, they did that one, they did one like, new album i don't know maybe like mid 2000s and it was yeah. really weird and i didn't understand it i didn't like it it was really soft and i don't think they did anything since then it was called like straight white lines and it was just didn't sound like them at all so poof done yeah. well you know sometimes uh you know you fade out in a blaze of glory nah. what, are you, what are you gonna do that's okay man that's did all you right just go bon jovi on us i did i did but I, i'm not actually gonna play that but i do like the pull i was hoping somebody would recognize recognize that you know maybe maybe when we're like at the end of segment one maybe we'll go like bon jovi and go halfway there you know what i mean live okay. on the per- maybe i'll think about it i'll think about it but you heard him so let's go ahead and get him in here man that's right the one and only shannon the twitter terminator mcguffin speaking of people living on a prayer way to go louisville or pooeyville the hell y'all God, dropping uh, bombs wrong kind of bombs Shannon's like speechless. <laughs> Dude, Shannon, what the hell happened to Louisville, man? In the chat, in the chat earlier tonight, somebody brought it up. Was like, oh, what was it? Thirty-one to nothing. It was like some crazy score. Yeah, so, I was like, was like, I didn't even realize the the game was on. And Mark's like, oh, did you have them down thirty-one to nothing? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm playing the lottery now. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Like I said in the chat, man, Louisville forgot <laughs> they had a game tonight oh, as well. Hell. It's all right. What's the score of that game at the moment, man? Thirty-six uh, ten at last check. So it's there was less than two minutes left in the game. Donskis, man. Donskis. Yeah. The wildness of last weekend in college football apparently continues. The hangover is real. The hangover is real, man. You best. You best look out. Look out, y'all. Damn right. <laughs> anyway. Hey, well, they better watch out. Western Michigan going to make the Final Four. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Careful there. Anyway. 
Randy, old giggity gals, what's up, bro? Not much, man. I was actually kind of surprised at the Niners last weekend. Yeah, that act that was a much closer game than I think anybody realistically anticipated. I was thankful for that, though, because, like, David Johnson didn't kill me in the fantasy league that I was playing against him. I was like, thank you. He did enough to help me in one, and he didn't do enough to hurt me in the other. I was like, that's the perfect, that's like the perfect fantasy play. <laughs> he doesn't kill me, and he helps me. Thank you. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, but yeah. It was definitely weird to, for a weird fantasy football week for sure, especially since uh, Rashad Jennings actually got me the win in one of the leagues. Which yeah, kind uh, of weird. kudos to Penny for dropping him randomly. Nice waiver pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good on you, man. Good on you. You know it's slim pickings if you count on Rashad Jennings to get you the win in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a just a little bit, maybe, maybe that's okay. Speaking Justin. of, yeah. The game is final now. Louisville has lost. Final score? 36-10. Is that, is that a nail in the coffin? Nail in the coffin. It's over. Thanks for playing. Fat, fat lady singing. Are they going to go out for Italian? <laughs> <laughs> On uh, Rick Patino's dime, maybe? Maybe. They can always score there. <laughs> just, just saying. Nice. <laughs> Get the garlic bread, man. <laughs> <laughs> Loafing around. <sighs> I want Rick Patino one time just to come out to like just to enter an arena to this. You know what I mean? I think that would be so boss. Totally. In the white suit, the Colonel Sanders suit. Yeah, man. He's got a love bucket he needs to fill. Hell yeah. A little extra seasoning, a little extra crispy. Mm. Thighs, legs, you know what's going to be in that bucket. Breasts. <laughs> Breasts. <laughs> the, the Rick Patino KFC bucket, all breasts, right? <laughs> Man, I, Lord. Anyway. Chicken breasts and linguini. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it doesn't name anything Big Mac with special sauce, we're okay. All right, we're gonna be okay. My lord. Anyway, we can't be off the rails in like the first five minutes. That's just that's terrible. Well, highway to hell. Why not? Speaking of that, highway to hell. Let's look at the Green Bay Packers, and if we're gonna talk about the crap attack that is uh, Green Bay at the moment. Uh, a, as a Redskins fan, now granted, I always walk this fine line because I like the Packers, I like the Redskins, but uh, given the state of Green Bay this year, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and roll with my Redskins fandom because <laughs> I don't think Green Bay is going anywhere this year, dude. So let's go ahead, hail to the Redskins, let's kick some Packer ass this week, man. Thank you. A little makeup, little makeup for that playoff game that I went to that I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's right, but... If we're talking about the Packers, let's go ahead and get him in here. What's up, old Matthew Phillip West Whitfield, a.k.a. the Fairhorn? What up, bruh? Man, we're going to get back on track this week. I don't think so. Believe that. Unfortunately, Believe that. I don't have a lot of faith in, in that, man, dude. No. <laughs> the November lame curse yeah. has shifted. Unbelievable. Oh, you know, it's not supposed to relocate to Green Bay, dude. That was terrible. That was horrible. It was supposed to stay in New York. It was supposed to stay in New York, but maybe that was a Coughlin thing. And we joked around about that, but uh, perhaps it really was. 
Green Bay's. I mean, we ranted about him last week, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a period of time where we talk about that, um, given some of the things that McCarthy has said. Hey, man, he's a winning NFL coach. Come on. It just feels like it's going to get ugly. It's going to get uglier in uh-huh. Green Bay. It really. It just has that feel. We'll see. I mean, I, I you know, if they're going to make any kind of run, the division is still obviously up for grabs. Well, I mean, yeah. Detroit looks like they're playing solid football. Minnesota's a dumpster fire. Chicago's a dumpster fire. So, you know, there's opportunity space, but they're just playing so poorly, dude. Um, Seven's going to win that division. Yeah, it might, but. <laughs> you hope. You hope, you know, well, maybe. I don't even know if I want us to get in the playoffs. It's, it, it's, it's slim pickings, dude. Slim pickings. And I know, you know, it's it's funny. Um, and I we'll, think Jim Mora just called in. <laughs> playoffs? Um, you know, you were talking last week about how thin the Packers secondary was and uh, Mariota was like, what, 10 for 10 at one point had four touchdowns. I mean, they were killing them, dude. They were just killing them. That was one of those games where, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a a broadcast here and following the game, you're like, what the hell? It was like 21 to nothing or something crazy. I mean, that whole game was just that. (laughs) Sorry, Green Bay fans. That was terrible. That was terrible. DeMarco Murray made a lot of people very happy. Not in Green Bay, but. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of other places. How did he turn into a damn quarterback? Is what I want to know. Oh man, dude, I slaughtered him, dude. You know, it, it's it's one thing to lose; it's another thing to lose like that. Another thing to lose like that. Ten, you know, Tennessee. Um, you know, they've turned it on um, over the last couple of games, and I, I'm not saying they're like some big contender in the AFC, but they're doing a lot of things very well. And Mariota, you know, maybe they've kind of, maybe he's kind of found his groove. I mean, he's been very productive over the last, I don't know, five six weeks. He's had really good numbers, uh, and they're went, and they're playing good football. Again, I'm not saying they're they're perfect. I'm not saying they don't have flaws, but that's definitely one of the things. I, I just I keep thinking Green Bay is going to figure it out, 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 and they just don't. So we'll see if that trend continues this weekend. So we'll we'll, we'll dance around a couple of topics. Obviously, we got some NFL stuff to talk about. Uh, certainly, I th- I think. You know, you walk away from the weekend with some big impressions about some games, but uh, certainly two of the hot topics would be Seahawks, Patriots, uh, and Cowboys, Steelers. Matt was sitting there trolling people, piling on the Cowboys because <laughs> you know they haven't played anybody. I watched your wall turn into a dumpster fire. I kind of laughed about that, but it, you know, here's the thing it's with true. I don't I don't know that I quite agree with you. I think Dallas is good. I think Dallas is good, and I think Ezekiel Elliott is great. I think their offensive. I, I think their offensive line is phenomenal, uh, and Dak. Dak has played well in spots. He's obviously had some rough moments. It's not always pretty, um, but he's a rookie, so you're going to have some of that. But here's the thing: um, with that team, there seems to be a sense of belief, uh, and there's there's you know t- teams find ways to win, and the Cowboys are finding ways to win. Uh, I don't think they have a particularly good defense, but they can ball control. Uh, they obviously can, can put some points up, and you know Dak can create. And there's something about, you know, this was always the argument with like Tony Romo. You know, uh, fair or not, people didn't view him, that team with him as a team that would close out and win games. Okay, he had plenty of stats, they won plenty of games, but they didn't always win when it mattered. And for whatever reason, with Zeke, with Dak, with whatever this current team's construct is, uh, they have a good vibe and a good chemistry, and they're finding ways to win. That was a pretty entertaining game. Seven lead changes in that one. Obviously, we're talking about Cowboys and Steelers. You know, this is the Cowboys' ninth 8-1 start in franchise history, last done in 2007. 
And they currently, once New England lost to uh, the Seahawks, which was also a pretty fantastic-ass game and a hell of a finish, um, they have the best record in the NFL. I mean, they're doing something right. You know, you know it's the old adage, you can, you got to play the games that are in front of you. Well, they're doing it. You know, kudos to the Giants for, you know, sticking an L on them uh, earlier in the season. But, you know, Dallas is good. How good are they? I don't know. If I had to put my money on anybody late in the season coming out of the NFC, it's going to be the Seahawks. I just think, you know, they've been through it. They tend to play really well in the back end of the year. Russell Wilson looks like he's getting healthy. The defense is still good. Um, they're going to get Rawls back. Precise look, you know, they've got some nice things going. So they're going to be a really tough out. Dallas, that offensive line is going to set them up to have success. How much success? We'll see how well, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I know you can say that the Steelers aren't what they were. That's fair commentary. That's a team that really going into the season, I expected the Steelers to be in the mix for the AFC Championship game. I think most people realistically did. They have some tremendous skill position players, um, they're very aggressive. Uh, which at times, you know, suits them really well. And at other times, it seems to bite them in the butt. Um, this particular game, I'd have to go back and, and do a count, but I feel like they just it, – it, did they even bother to kick a single extra point? No. <laughs> I mean, I think they went for a two-point conversion every time. You know, and I know they like to start games that way. Missed four. <clears throat> they like to start games that way. I get that, but at some point – I mean, it's a 35-30 finish, man. How much? You're not Oregon in college football. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, You're it's playing a, at the professional level. Look, if if Blair Walsh is your kicker, I understand that going for, you know what I mean. I understand going for two point conversions. Okay, I totally get it, right? But they have a good kicker, dude. Sometimes you just you just need the points. The Steelers' defense is clearly not what it was. I, I mean, I think that's that's blatantly obvious at this point. And they some yeah, of the some of the games years. they blew earlier, I was like, well, we'll give them a mulligan. Like when the when the Eagles whooped their ass, we're like, all right, we'll give them a mulligan down game. But they've had enough of those now. You're like, oh, I don't know how good they really are. They have an offense, but D, I don't know that you can trust the D. And uh, granted, you know, they had an opportunity late in this game. They did they did take the lead late. You know, this was a really entertaining fourth quarter. Really entertaining fourth quarter. Uh, it was 23-18. Um, Cowboys were up. Uh, and the Steelers uh, scored. Le'Veon Bell got a touchdown. And of course, they fell on the two-ball conversion. So it was 24-23 in the fourth. Dallas gets the ball. And they did some nice things. And this is where, when we're talking about Dak and talking about that offense, A, a veteran tight end like Jason Witten, big feather in the cap for Dak. Okay. Not only does that guy know positioning tremendously well, great hands, uh, knows where to be, knows when to go down, and quite frankly, apparently knows when to stay up. All right? Because uh, when you get later in this game, when you get later in this game, we'll, we'll come back to Jason Witten. But let's finish this one part off. Um, he got the first down with Witten, and then and then Ezekiel Elliott just he just cruises in for a 14 yard touchdown, man. And the commentators were like, "God, were they even trying to tackle this dude?" 29 24, uh, Dallas takes the lead, and of course they just in, I guess you know in Pittsburgh's honor they go ahead and suck ass in a two point conversion and whiff on that too. Uh, I think it's at one point in this game the teams were like 0 for six on two point conversions. I mean, just atrocious. Um, I mean, they should have known better. Yeah, right. They just kept the extra point. Dallas <laughs> or just, Pittsburgh would have just tied it up. Yeah, just do it, right? <laughs> Steelers have the ball. It's about a little over a minute left, and you know, big. You know, Ben's over there, just you know, picking up. I, I wrote in my notes, "Fat Yak and Big Gains." Man, a couple of pass plays and a Jesse James hurdle later. The Steelers ball to fifteen, and this is when you got the classic, you know, fake 
fake spike, you know, clock spike, ha-ha, not going to do it. One time out, 40, 48 seconds to go. And virtually everyone is standing around except for Antonio Brown. Boom. It was, it was uh, a fantastically done uh, fake clock spike. You don't see a ton of them, but that, that, was well, that was well executed. Other than you can make the argument, in hindsight, obviously, that they left <laughs> too much time on the clock for Dallas with three timeouts. It wasn't just the amount of time that was left. Dallas still had three timeouts, which was very, very significant. But Steelers go up 30-29, to 29, and yet again, yes, a failed two-point conversion. But I, I thought it was great seeing all the highlight shows. I loved the throwback footage to Dan Marino using that fake spike in uh, 94 to beat the Jets. That was great. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, I, I, you know, 94 is a while ago, but when you look at video of it and it's all grainy and looks terrible, you're like, man, HDTV is, TV has come a long way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> TV's come a long way, man. Um, long, long way, brother. Long way. But look, Dallas has the ball. They're down 30, you know, and, and they just move right down the field, dude. Um, there's 37 seconds left. We got three timeouts, second and 10 from the 25. Dak hits Cole Beasley for a first down. Boom, timeout. Uh, Dak then hits Jason Witten on a first, uh, first and 10. First down, boom, timeout. So you got 23 seconds left. Uh, they're on their 48, definitely not in field goal range. Um, and Dak drops back again. Hits Jason Witten past midfield, and this is this is where I think it's this is a super savvy move by a guy like Witten. Okay, he could have gone down, but he didn't. He stayed on his feet. He's getting gang tackled. He keeps his legs pumping, and he ends up getting a face mask. Now, was it relatively incidental? Yeah, they didn't yank the dude's head off, but he got the face mask. I thought that was a brilliant, 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 brilliant veteran move to not readily go down. You got all these people ganging up on him. Guess the face mask, 15 yards. They're in field goal range. They're at the 32. They're in, they're in Bailey's well, field goal range at that point. Especially since they missed the uh, Cole Beasley face mask like mm-hmm. the play before. Where True. Where the dude's head almost got ripped off. True. Well, you know, maybe, that was, maybe there's a little bit of payback and, you know, element for that. You're not going to get them all. Witness Jamison Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> but that happens. But I thought that was, I, I just I don't know like every time when I, when I went back and watched highlights of that game and, and looked at the end of it I'm just like dude that's one of those things that people don't really talk about but you're watching it and you're like I don't know that he did it on purpose but when I watched it I'm like he must have he must have been hoping he was gonna get a face mask right that's what it felt like to me anyway it worked out that way is brilliant so first and ten from the 32 15 seconds left Cowboys certainly could have kicked a field goal but they didn't aggressive still just come crashing the line. And if you, I don't know if you looked at any stills or, or, or the videos of this thing, but the Cowboys' offensive line, man, it just wiped them out. <laughs> it just oh, wiped yeah. them out. I think the only thing that may have been more savage was uh, Chris Collinsworth dropping the hammer on uh, Bill Simmons on, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> that may have been the only thing more savage, dude. Justin. Yeah. So you're telling me the Cowboys' O-line went wipeout? Yeah, yeah. look at you dropping some random song pull. Wipe out. I'm sure I have that somewhere just for you. Here you go. Oh, I think this is a cover of it. <laughs> Not the version of Wipeout you thought it was going to be. Oh well. Anyway, that's okay. I might have to. I might have to YouTube that one. But we all know. We all know the deal. We all know the reference. So it's okay. <laughs> We don't know the reference. It's all right. That's a that's a nice pull. A A for you. A for you. Cowboys just wiped him out, dude. A big they fat did. hole for Zeke. And once he was second level, he was gone. And they, you know, they knew. They knew they had to stop him there. They they, they couldn't do it. And uh, Elliot just cruised in for you know the game when he touched down. I mean, just 
you you can critique the Cowboys and say that you know they've gotten away with a couple things. Sure, you know the flip side. I think you also have to say here there's a couple of things. Um, some of the teams that we thought were really good in the beginning of the year haven't panned out that way. Looking at you, Carolina. Looking at you, Minnesota. Uh, they've turned in the frauds. So they, they've eked a couple out, but I still think they're legitimately good. I'm just not. I'm not saying they're great, but they're legitimately good. Eight and, and one. Eight and one. I mean, you know, you are what you are. What your record says you are, right? They're eight mm-hmm. and one. You know, and Philly got close. If Philly had played a better game, they probably would have won that. But you know, if if some butts, candy, and nuts every day be Christmas, they didn't do it. So, and that's how football goes. Sometimes <clears throat> you're going to have some fugly ones mixed in there. And, but I would much rather take. I'd much give me the ugly win over a pretty loss any day, yes, sir. any yes, day. Sir. And you know the, the legacy of the NFC East and the, and the era of NFC like the football as a kid. You know, if you go back to the '80s and the Hogs, man, it's O line, O line, O line, O line, man. Mm-hmm. That set up the the Redskins offense. I mean, think about all the different guys that the different running backs, the different quarterbacks, the different things they did. O line, so critically important, and. You know, we rag on a lot of teams for not being able to build uh, through the draft. Players looking at you, Indianapolis, nice O-line there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and other teams <laughs> that have issues replacing stuff or building a line out. Hey, Green Bay, how you doing, man? I mean, it's legit. And you don't, you're not just because you take a lineman high doesn't mean you're going to get it right. But Dallas has. And that line is the cornerstone for where they're at and what they're doing. And it's setting, it's setting them up to have success. I think Dak is good. How good is he? I don't know. But he is good. I think Ezekiel Elliott. I think that dude is phenomenal. And Let me say this, um, Justin: yeah. getting down that late mm-hmm. and leading his team down the field to come back and win that game mm-hmm. just shows you the maturity he has. Huge for somebody that's his age. Huge, huge, huge. Absolutely. I mean, that's like that's like watching Tom Brady back in his like second year just. Like in the Super Bowl, I mean, you think Pat Summerall and John Madden are going to take a knee play for overtime, and no, he leads his team down yeah. the field. They're they're just money throws. I mean that 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 bomb to Des Bryant that was a clutch throw. That was a clutch yeah. throw. You know, and and here's the thing: they clearly trust him. They clearly trust him in game situations to do things like that. Uh, again, it, it's it's more than stats. You can put up a lot of statistics and not win. Hey, Blake Bortles, how are you? You know, I mean, you can you can garbage your way to stat respectability. Even Jason Campbell had decent statistics, but you know what? He wasn't a winning quarterback. Now, some of that may have been the team around him. Fair, fair point. But there are certain guys. There's there's just something different about them. And at the moment, so far, it's still very early on. But Dak ha- kind of has that mojo, getting it done in the end. And that's that's a huge thing. But before I, I forget. I he's on a short leash, a very short leash. I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with you. I don't know no, that no. I agree with you on that. Um, I think he's earned it. I, I think he's earned it too, but I've, I keep on hearing this week everybody said, um, Jerry said he'd always regret it if he got to the Super Bowl and Tony Roman wasn't his quarterback. Yeah, but you know I what? I don't that, believe that. If if Dak's playing, if if the team is playing this well, you cannot you cannot pull him out. You I just agree. you just can't. If he gets hurt and Romo comes in, great. If he uh, you know if for whatever reason he absolutely does a U turn and is just full BSE, 
all right, maybe you can start having that conversation. But I think my best guess is that they would give him the opportunity to play through struggles because you got you got to remember, even if he maybe he has a down game, unless you it's shut down, game. unless you shut down Ezekiel Elliott. <clears throat> You know, what I mean? he, it's not just him. You you have to shut down Zeke. You got to shut down that run game. That's a big thing. Now, if if you know Dak goes out and has a four pick, if he goes a la Philip Rivers in the fourth quarter against Miami and tosses up four picks, fine. All right, hey, something's going on. But I mean, I think you know, he gets a two game window. We'll see. Again, my my best guess is is they're they're hitching their wagon to Dak. They're gonna run with that. They're gonna let him play his way through it. Uh, I'm sure there is some scenario outside of. Hi, in- Peter King with the MMQB I'm sure. here. In this is the MMQB. <laughs> uh, well, I so back in- Thanks, bud. <laughs> Shut thanks, up, Peter King. Thanks, Rando. <laughs> thanks, Rando. Hi, autoplay. I'm and this is a game plan. You know. <laughs> You sit there and you have some things pulled up and you swap to it and you get autoplayed to death. I, I really I really just hate that. I hate it so much, man. I hate it so much, dude. Look, Romo's healthy and he did clearly this has been a week where there's finally been some traction and some action and some words and some press conferences. Um he's been a good a, a good soldier, if you will. Uh, getting through this, and he's, it, it appears that he's been very supportive of Dak. Uh, now, whether that's just lip service, I don't know, but it appears that that is legitimate. And, you know, Dak seems to have a good head on his shoulders when it comes to dealing with the press and saying the right thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's not brash. He doesn't come across as a jerk or an a-hole. You know, I think he's still... He acknowledges where he's at, and he—I think he's given some thanks to to Romo for. There's a there's a there's a lot of layers to this. There's a lot, a lot of layers of to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I think that's that's a massive thing for somebody that's his age at this place in his career to come in. Uh, obviously, had some issues that really helped drop him in the draft, but just to have that mindset, and I think the team reflects that. You know what I mean? I, I think the team really reflects that. We talk about quarterbacks that kind of have issues under pressure and there's other quarterbacks that I don't for whatever reason man uh, whether it's game whether it's uh, the media you know they can handle it and the, it puts a little extra shine on them you know it's like the anti anti Ryan Leaf you know what I mean who was just meltdown dude right couldn't handle squat couldn't handle squat now I mean again by all appearances so far it's still very early I'm not going to throw this guy in Canton I'm not going to do any of that but by appearances, good attitude, good maturity, you know, and and it just I, I think the team I think the team is is a reflection how they're playing is a reflection of Dak's attitude is a reflection of Ezekiel Elliott's attitude. I mean, th- those are all huge components. I mean, look, R- Romo obviously talked about uh, wanting to compete for the job, and they shut him down. They shut him down, dude. No. Quick question to the other the other four of y'all, real quick. Is Romo with Dallas next year? No. Uh, of course not. Nah. Would make any sense. I mean, no. Get get some value for him or let him go. He's done enough. He's done enough that that they have no no reason. You know, look, get through this year. However, this year plays out. However, it plays out. You know, maybe they're a good playoff team. Maybe they make a nice run. How far they go, we'll see. But I think if you're if you're committed to Dak, man, I think Romo's done enough for that team 
I think he's earned. I think he's earned the right to get to finish his career how he wants. If it's not going to be there, don't f that man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let him right. let, trade him where he wants to go, or, or release him something. Let him let him decide where he's going to go. I think you can at or least. Or they could restructure his contract to make it cap friendly. Yeah, but then he, if he wants to stay, then he's going to have to be on the stay there. as a mentor. He's if if he was like two or three years older, different. But he's his window to do anything. It's about two it, years if it, he can it stay healthy. Realistically, is two years, and he may not. He may not stay healthy anyway. Even if he's out in the field, he might get broke up. Who knows? That's the thing. You know? Yeah, you don't know. But I mean, think of the short list of teams that uh, he would be serviceable for. Oh my God, how great would it be if he went to the Texans? <laughs> Um, I would <laughs> oh, I would die. Lord. Yeah, I th- that would be Denver. the teams you're going to see come up: the Jets, the Broncos. I think the Texans is funny. I don't know that that would actually happen. They got a lot of money committed to Osweiler, but I mean he he looks like he looks so pedestrian. Um, DeAndre Hopkins on a milk carton, please. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't. I think there there are a few teams, but look, if you're Romo at his age and you can get out of Dallas. Not with ill feelings, but if it's Dax team, it's Dax team. You know where do you want to go? Denver obviously appealing. Um, Paxton, so oh, Denver, dude. yeah. I mean, you know, you got a defense, you got a run game, you got receivers, um, you got a, you got a, you know, Elway clearly knows how to handle the older quarterbacks and the and the help, you know, set that team up for success. But I don't think he would you know, overextend to pay him. I don't think he would overextend as far as compensation to get him. Um, Simeon's not the answer. He's decent, but, you know, I don't think that dude's the answer. And I we don't know what Lynch is yet. He probably – he might need to sit and season a little bit, and that's okay. Denver, I can see. You know, unless anybody, anybody else has another team you want to throw into the mix, you know, the Broncos, the Jets, I still think the Texans would be interesting. What, where else is really a viable – Arizona, maybe if they if they yeah. if they cut ties with Palmer, maybe if they cut ties, you know Washington, if they don't, re- no. don't resign, nah, they're gonna resign Cousins. Cousins would have to would have to be asking for the the, the biggest contract in NFL history for them to be like nah, <laughs> and then they would just they'd probably just franchise him again. L.A. If they wanted to make a splash, Rams, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, if if golf is a complete bag of garbage. Which we'll have a chance to find a little something out about this dude. Oh my God, what a tough, what a tough, tough sled to be like. Oh hey, let's play Miami right now as a hot team with a decent defense. <laughs> um, yeah, that that might be a really, really rude intro to the NFL for that for that bro. Woo! Well, welcome to the league, Rook. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the league, man. Maybe Indomake Sue can you know kick some game into his crotch. You never know, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, nine games in. We don't really know what Dak is. I understand that, but I, I just I, I I don't know that I can. I'm a buyer of they're just a team that's gotten lucky. I think they're good, but that being said, I think the NFC East has is surprisingly more competitive than most people would have imagined. Uh, the uh, Gi- yeah. the Giants kind of look like they found their way. They kind of had some struggles, you know, early on in the season. Um, some of that maybe is a chemistry and a gelling thing. I'm not saying they're dominant. That's certainly not the case, but you know the D looks like it's rounding in the form. I don't love their run game, but you know Eli's still has his moments. I think Odell Beckham clearly his his ceiling is so ridiculously high. So the Giants are going to be in the mix. Uh, the Redskins are good. 
uh, how good they are, I don't know, but they're competitive. They they seem to uh, teams seem to stay in the game against them. <laughs> uh, some of that's their own doing, but but they're deep. You know they're good. You know the e- the Eagles have fight in them. The Redskins have fight in them. The Giants have fight in them. Um, I think it's entirely feasible that one, if not two, wildcard teams come out of the East. Very possible. It's early to you know. I mean, it's early for that, but. Uh, At this point, they are. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot about Dallas and the division on the back end of this year. Once we get all, you know, the, the, all the division games, especially teams that have already played Dallas once and have had time to you know, really figure out how they want to go after Dak, it's going to tell us a lot about Dallas. But I think Dallas is legitimately good. If I had to put my money on anybody coming out of the NFC, it's still Seattle for right now. But uh, to top a couple thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott, Keep in mind, uh, the most rushing yards in the first nine games of a career. Uh, there's, excuse me, three names in particular. Anybody want to wager a guess? Obviously, Elliott's one of them. Uh, the other two Eric guys? Dickerson. Dickerson's one of them. Um, Peterson. Brandon Jacobs. Mm-mm. Definitely not Brandon Jacobs, unless you're counting like most, Peterson? Most, times they, most times they blew up somebody with their crotch. Then that would, that would be Brandon. <laughs> that would be Richardson. Bra- yeah, not T-Rich. Eric, Eric Dickerson in 83. In the first nine games, he had 1,096 yards. Peterson in 2007 had 1,081. And Ezekiel Elliott this year, 1,005 through nine games. And wow. one of the things, um, when we talk about it, you know, players kind of selling out, some of this is because he's young, but Ezekiel Elliott, dude, man, they, they, you could watch some highlights of that guy just blocking. Blocking. Not running with the ball. Blocking. That dude, pass protection, he goes after it. What I didn't realize was that uh, he was an honorary slob, an honorary member of the of the offensive line of Ohio State because he loved blocking so much and was so damn good at it. That's nuts. Yeah, but he was an honor. He was an honorary slob. And that, do you know how how awesome that is for that offensive line? And you know those big old bodies; they love some run blocking. Yeah, they oh, yeah. They love some run blocking. So um, to have a running back that, you know, again, he's young. I, I would imagine in 10 years he's probably not laying out quite like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think at this point, again, it, it's it's team mojo, team attitude. And, you know, we'll see where it takes them. Uh, I, I don't love their defense. Certainly not, man. I think they're they're very susceptible. The Steelers certainly, you know, pulled got a lot, got a lot of yardage there. But. Uh, the belief that you're going to win, we've talked about it many times in football. You know, some teams they just they have a year, right? They you know they they you don't necessarily anticipate them being that good, but they just they have a good vibe, and it takes them very far. And if something ha- does happen to Dak, they've got a great fallback in Romo. They really do. Romo with Zeke running could be pretty fantastic. Really could be because you, you you can you can close out a game with Elliott. So we'll see. Well, they will absolutely be tested this weekend. Well, you Baltimore's want. run defense is number one in the league right now. So yeah, but that Ravens offense, man. <laughs> I'm just talking about the defense. I know. I, I hey, run, I'm just saying, man. There might they're, it might be tough sledding for Zeke, but that that's not a particularly good Ravens team. No, no Flacco Rainbow. No Flacco Rainbow. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. No, I don't know. Flat, yeah, I don't know, man. Not not totally sold on that, but 
No Jacoby book, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. <sighs> if you're in Colorado, I can get twice as high. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Matt, I, tell me why people should not believe in Dallas. Since that's what you tell me, why you think people should not be a buyer of Dallas and Dak and Ezekiel Elliott? Well, I don't. You can't take away from the talent that is Zach. I mean, Dax and um, Ezekiel. But when you look, you see what winning average. I mean, the average record of the teams they have played, and it's point three six nine. Now, which is soft, lost, sure. Right, soft scheduling. I mean, and that's what happens when you finish four and twelve the year before. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, what I've seen is every conference game they've—I mean, um, division game they've had—they've won by touchdown or less. Other than with the Giants, which they lost. Mm-hmm. And you throw in your Cleveland, throw in a weak um, Green Bay defense. It—it's not saying okay, we're beating you, but we're not beating you convincingly. We're not beating you. We're sliding by. Um, I think it was six out of the either five or six of the nine games mm-hmm. have all been touchdown or less. So I'm not. I mean, are they talented? Yes. Is are they playing well? Yes. But they're not playing anybody really good yet. Let's see what they do with the second round of um, division. Teams. Yeah, and, and that's that, I mean, the, the back half is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, it's back, like back half is going to tell us a lot about Dallas. Because I'm it, just not completely sold. They're good. I, I don't I'm, know that they're great. They're good. I'm convinced in their talent, but I'm not convinced of their talent against other teams quite yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a believer I mean, with Dallas historically, and I know this is going to sound weird, but to me, Dallas is a team that um, they do well when they're front runners. Does that make sense? I, I I don't know what it is about that franchise, and I'm sure it's, it's true to some capacity for a lot of for a lot of teams. But Dallas, in particular, I think when the, when they're in front and they're a front running team, they they just tend to be much better. You know, I, middling. I think they struggle, and obviously on the back end, if they're sucking, well, they're just sucking. But whether it's confidence, attitude, I don't know. It, it's just I feel like they've been that way for as long as post triplets era, post. Irvin and Emmett and, and Aikman, I feel like they've they've been a front running team, and when they play well, when they're in the front, man, they elevate. But they, when you really kind of punch them in the mouth and they have struggles, I, I think they fall off a little bit. So if that holds to be the case this year, and the division games get tough, and maybe they take an L or two, then we'll find out a lot more about their makeup as a team and about Dak and about. Again, I think Elliott's legit. I, I really, really believe oh, that. I agree. That dude, I think, is just a baller. We'll find out. So, I don't know. I guess anybody I mean, got any... They've uh, always said, I mean, Stephen huh? A, I hate to use Stephen A as a reference. That's okay. Their accident waiting to happen. When you think it's too good to be true with Dallas since the era passed the triplets, that's what they've been. Prove me wrong that they're not that. And and they'll have the chance to do it. Quick poll. Who thinks that, you know, who thinks who thinks the Cowboys are frauds? Anybody that's other than that? That's use. That's a strong word to use. Okay. <laughs> All right. What word would you use if they're not frauds? And say like Atlanta. I think I think the Falcons are frauds, but they've they've proven that for years. They're frauds. Nobody. Nothing. I think they're for real, man. Eight and one says a lot. On a weak schedule. 
Doesn't matter. You, you got you players play the games in front of you. I mean, that's all you can do. Teams, if you look at the teams they've beaten, even if it is a cl- it's close, they've beaten some good teams that are including the Packers. So and the I mean, Steelers on I mean, the road. Good offense, good beat the Redskins. Teams. Good offensive teams with no defense. Yeah, I mean, about the fair Eagles. point. They beat the Eagles. Yeah, by less than a touchdown. Yeah, came back to win. It, it don't matter how much you win by, just if a you win, win is a win. Yeah, no matter how ugly it is. Yeah, see, I mean, I, I think people are conflicted and we're torn, right? You know, you're like wait, you're waiting for the bad Cowboys to show up, and it they just it just hasn't happened yet this year. So, I mean, I think the best thing we can say is realistically, the back half of the season is uh, back half of the season is going to be prove it, prove it to me. Yep. And so far this year, they have been able to. Find a way to win, you know. And it's this is very true for a discussion I've had with a lot of people about teams. Uh, people would ask me about the Redskins earlier in the year, and I said, "Well, you know, I, I don't know that they know how to finish a game. I don't know that they really know how to close out stuff. You know, that's why you end up with that stupid tie in that damn Bengals game in London. Um, you know, but there's some teams they just for whatever reason they, they they can finish a game and they they can either come back or they can close you out or something. And Dallas so far this year has been doing that. Will they continue to do that? I don't know. Uh, the Giants are going to have something to say about it. The Redskins are going to have something to say about it. Um, the Eagles are going to have something to say about it. Although I, I will say it, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit worried about this uh, short week. Obviously, you know Green Bay, and then you know the Redskins playing on Thanksgiving. Man, that's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be tough sledding. Is it, is it lose, lose to on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> You know, now, if you're looking for a team that was well, one accident waiting to happen, look at the Vikings. Yeah, there's your, there's your accident waiting to happen. I mean, starting five and zero and just they've lost ever since. They can't win it. Seem to win a damn game. Can't stay healthy. Can't get out of their own damn way. No, they they that team has gone from us praising them to. The freaking full BSC, dude. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, all right, look. So the Cowboys schedule, man. Ravens, Redskins, Vikings, Giants, Bucks, Lions, Eagles. Yeah. You know. At Minnesota, at New York, at Philly. So uh, there's a couple games, but at 8-1, and one, even if they lose to the Redskins and the Giants and the Eagles, I mean, I that's... I see them getting to 11 wins easily. You know what I mean? And they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to... <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't. Certainly don't see the Vikings doing anything. The no. Buccaneers, I don't trust. Lions are a maybe. Lions are decent. They're, 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 that that's a team that's got a little bit of ball. You know, they got some balling in them. And at Philadelphia is going to be a tough way to close. But it, who knows what they're playing for at that point? You know, if they mm-hmm. have it signed, sealed, and delivered, pfft, so what? You know, if the Ravens stick them, then I think it reopens the conversation in a di- in a different way. Do they play at the Ravens? There's the Ravens and the Redskins on uh, Thanksgiving. Both of them right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. If they lose both of them, Robo's coming back. Wow. All right. If they lose both of those games, Robo's coming back. I, I mean, he's got a two-game leash. So if they lose both of them and he puts up 40 points in both, he's coming out. Yep. <laughs> all right. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you like what. You when- said it, huh? it all. It all matters. With the, with all matters is a win. Yeah. And especially with Jerry, if they if they go on a slide some way somehow, and they lose lose to Baltimore and to Washington, mark my words, Roma's coming in the following week. Get off my lawn! 
Well, I'll tell you what, man. funny. One what? thing. In all this thing, Jared, Jason Garrett has been quiet. You haven't heard a peep from him about this. Jerry's got... running his mouth. Dude, I mean, the dude's got to be happy. They're eight and one. They're winning. What do you want this guy to do? Oh, man. I really yeah, want to get Romo back in there so I can throw the ball a thousand times and get away from the run he's game. He's always been a mouthpiece. He's always been a mouthpiece. What's he supposed to do? Hey, Tony Romo, man, I'm never going to give you up. <laughs> I mean, what? You stop bringing Romo. <laughs> I mean, are you going to... You earned that. I mean, my God. Never going to give you up, dude. You Come can't on. talk to about football in 2017, Randy. Be quiet. <laughs> first, we got to get the first pick in the draft. No, I mean, Green Bay is not too far behind there. <laughs> well, hopefully we have a different GM to make the pick. Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. You need some Hakuna Matata in Green Bay. I don't need no Hakuna Matata. Super lame there, Justin. Yeah. Mark's probably like, yeah. Give some, the, give some of the Ember Lame to Green Bay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway. That curse has shifted. And then that Green Bay defense has gone Clay Aiken mode. Sure, <laughs> sure as hell invisible. What? Killing me, man. Or life to lifeless. That's also legit. I tell you what, man. If the Packers had as much fight in them as, as, as they seem to display when... Aaron Rodgers took that hit on that that run, that touchdown run. Was it Paris Cox that blew him up? If they had as much yeah. fight as it as it looked like they were going to have when they were getting ready to get into a brawl in Tennessee, they'd be much better off. Jeez, that was the most lights they had all game. I'm telling you, yeah, man. Right now, I watched. Uh, I don't know why I did it, but I wanted to watch uh, Dom Capers press conference. He could not. I mean, he was praise Tennessee this, praise Tennessee that, praise Tennessee. But it's Tennessee kicked report, their ass, man. Oh, I understand, but anytime a reporter asked a question about Green Bay's defense, he pulled a Belichick. He diverted it. And when I heard that, I'm like, this dude's got to go. This dude has to go. There's no way in hell we can get a run in, get a run in with him, him as our DC. Your secondary sucks, but, you know. Well, we're down to our fourth. I mean, yeah. our, our number four. So it's all it's all Capers' fault. One. You know, it's all Capers' well, it's fault. It's not all Capers' fault. Okay. But he won't change the scheme. I mean, we've got players. I mean, we could run Micah Hyde as a corner. They're not doing that. Um, I uh, dreamed a dream that Ty Montgomery could be a running back, a wide receiver, and a safety, and a cornerback, and everything. Charles Woodson came back out of retirement. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you want? You got four string DBs, man. It's gonna suck. I totally get that. I mean, you got you, Clay Matthews is hurt. But I'm I mean, gonna tell you right now. Maybe if the offense did a little bit of something to protect the crappy defense. Had problems for the past three or four Yeah, and that's fair commentary. That's that's fair commentary, man. For his head, but now it's become even with the injuries, it shows they haven't drafted right as far as depth. Where's Ted Thompson from? Is he is he Canadian? <laughs> is he Canadian? <laughs> I want to know. Anyway, look, we need to get out of segment one. We need to get out of segment one. Trump goes with all these deportations, and he sent Ted Thompson with them. Oh my God! <laughs> Where's the failhorn when you need it? Hey man, 
I mean, I'm pissed, dude. I'm pissed. I'm legitimately pissed. Well, maybe you can send Ted Thompson on a vacation around the world. How about that? Not you like that? Not with Yeah. Not with well, Pete. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get out of segment one. We got to talk about something other than the freaking Cowboys and the Packers sucking. <laughs> My God. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have the sport. What talk about? What? Talk about Romain, Rebecca, Rebecca Romain Stamos on TV right now. We are the Sports Brew. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, uh, you know, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. Keywords are sports and brew. We know you love them both. So look us up. Have a little fun. And uh, if you like a little Twitter sh- uh, schmack talk, uh, at VA Sports Brew. Anyway, we'll take a little break. We'll come right back. We'll just run through some more NFL stuff. A little wrap-up fun, and then we'll get out of, get out of Dodge. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, be right back in just a moment. <laughs> Yes, sir, I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I tell you what, in honor of all the insanity of college football and uh, for Louisville season, we'll go ahead and take a drink. <laughs> Why not? So I'm rocking out with a little bit of this old three-notched uh, Brewing Company IPA, man. I, I love the 40-mile IPA. It is so good. So kudos to three-notch for that one. A classic I like to fall back on, man. Very, very good. Uh, Shannon, what you got, bro? Brother, I am rolling with the Wild Wolf um, Blonde Honey. There you go. And I think we can all say that we love a blonde honey. So, hey man, no hate here. <laughs> no, no Yeah. Randy, what you got, bro? Uh, just going basic uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Solid, man. Sometimes it's good old solid. Nothing it's wrong with choice. that. Nothing wrong with that. Whitfield, what you got, man? Coke? Pepsi? Pepsi. Milk? <laughs> Pepsi. Pepsi. What? No cran vodka for you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, what you crushing, man? Got myself a three stars cranberry saison. It's very delicious. Three stars. Good. Good local brewery. Nice. It's always good to dig up like some randos that people are like, who? What? That's always fun. Shane, just out of curiosity, man, uh, and this will go for Mark too. Uh, given the week that was in college football, uh, what what was your favorite favorite either fail or or just upset? I would have to say God, Clemson going Clemsoning, going like full <laughs> Clemsoning, man. Like, how do you lose at home <laughs> when you're up late in the fourth quarter, like? How do you do that? Are you telling me that game was the pits? <laughs> if you're a Clemson fan? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Their saving grace was that everybody else lost. I know what Mark's favorite was because he's married now. Shannon, are you telling me that because of the way the weekend went that Clemson might be able to shake off that loss? <laughs> Just saying. They better they Hey, hey! With Louisville losing, man, they're they're in the driver's seat to make the, the final four. Louisville, look, y'all. Let me poop, let me poop. <laughs> Can't hold it in anymore. What the hell was that, let man? Me poop, <laughs> let me poop. I should have closed the door. 
Like I said, Pooeyville. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. So, uh, but I mean, like, what do you take away from the, from the weekend that was? Obviously, we have the context now with Louisville eating it, but what do you take away from that, man? Uh, Alabama is really, 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 really good. And a surprise to no one. Yes, they, they survived by 48 last week. So. I mean, a nail-biter over uh, Mississippi State, man. 51-3. Yes. Nail-biter. You, know, it, it, you know, they gave up that cheap field goal in the third quarter. What the hell, man? Come on, y'all. I mean, that defense <laughs> was probably doing laps around the field on Sunday after that, nice. giving up that field goal. Nice. Saban was probably whooping them. Hey, Mark, by the way, don't you like that uh, Duke victory over uh, the Tar Heels, man? 28-27. Yeah, baby. Suck on that, UNC. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> yeah, Coach K coached them really well down the stretch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but the uh, same thing for you, though, Mark. Same thing for you. Uh, looking at the college football weekend that was maybe your favorite fail or favorite upset or you know most impactful, uh, impactful outcome. Well, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. McGovern uh, hit the nail on the head, and and uh, the wife doesn't listen to listen to sports brew. She she supports the sports brew fully, but she doesn't listen, so it's not. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a. I Don't worry, it, uh, my wife does not listen either. Other than to sometimes when she gets woken up while we're recording, <laughs> exactly, exactly. she says that's I mean, enough for her. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And yeah, you know, Megan, she she legitimately she she loves sports, but uh, but anyway, I, I'm I've said it on the podcast before. I'll say it again. But, most of her family are all Iowa legacy, uh, grandmother, grandfather, a couple of aunts. So a whole lot of family went to Iowa University. So Iowa pulling off the upset against Michigan after just an embarrassing loss the week before at Penn State. A very tough, you know, up and down season, uh, but but overall down. Definitely, you know, I've been underperforming. So to, to come out and, I mean, I'm a pretty big hardball hater. And, and, and no, Michigan. never would have guessed. But, but you know, I, I, I definitely I, I give credit where credit's due. I mean, this this season, you know, they they've been you know very much on point. I, I thought that out of the top few teams outside of Alabama, that, that they are probably the most legit. I thought Clemson occasionally showed some some weaknesses, though. You know, I don't know. I, I will admit, I watched that. I watched most of that game. I actually, I probably watched more of that game than a than the Iowa game, just because uh, we were at our little weekend retreat and the, the TVs were occupied so you didn't get to watch all the Iowa game until the end which is good but uh, watched most of the Clemson game and they got hosed on a whole lot of you know bad ref jobs um, I, I'm not saying they didn't make make mistakes but I mean things that were you know momentum changing enough that I, I think they got hosed out of a win personally that's you know it, it is what it is but um, but anyway I mean Iowa I mean they've got a great run game uh, they, they've really been struggling the past game after losing uh, Vandenberg, their top receiver, early in the season. But it was one of those games where they did exactly what they needed to do. They, right. they they controlled the clock. They ran the ball extremely well, which is their strength. Their defense played outstanding. That they, they didn't give up huge plays. Uh, when they did, they made a few big mistakes. They gave up. Uh, uh, I think they had a personal uh, foul on a, on a punt uh, late in the game. Yeah, they were they were uh, getting the ball back. And yeah, you know, roughing the punter 15 yards. You know, Michigan gets the ball inside their territory, but they held them to field goal. I mean, that's kind of things that they did exactly what they needed to do, and just stayed tough. And uh, game winning field goal, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, that was shocking to me. So uh, that that one was was the cherry on top of the weekend that yeah. uh, uh, I definitely enjoyed the most. 
So just out of curiosity, in context of Michigan, obviously, um, are they hoes without uh, Wilton Spate? By the way, Henrico County product. 6'6", <laughs> six, six, 243, that's a big boy, man. Woo. That's a big, big dude. That's a, real, that's a real big dude. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're hoes, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, for, for they got Ohio State next week at Ohio State, so you're talking a quarterback that's going to be making their second start. At the freaking horseshoe. Well, you you know Harbaugh stuck. Good the, luck with that. Harbaugh put the day to day label on uh on uh, old Wilton there. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, Appear, up, up, appearances. Appearances. You know, keep him guessing. He, he, he went to the Bill Belichick school of hey, exactly. um, <laughs> labeling your players. Wait, Brady's questionable again. Okay. All right. Sure. Why not? Nail the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, you know, Harbaugh labeled those reports oh, yeah. that he had a broken collarbone as incorrect. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, what does Sam Jackson have to say about incorrect? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing. Sam Jackson. Where are you hanging out, old Sam? No, 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 no. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. Does he look like a bitch? Hell no. Get the fuck <laughs> out my face with that shit. There you go. That's what he's going to tell Kong. Yeah, I'll have to look at one of those previews, man. Oh, it yeah, was going to be a good, good movie. I just want them to suffer. And you're fired. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. <laughs> well, the freaking dog! Yeah, man. Instead, he called me a fat, stinking drunk. Whoa, that's a sports brew blast right there, yo. Anger. Like, yeah. like we said in the, the pre-podcast, man. Back in the day when it was Tiger versus the field, you took Tiger. Right mm-hmm. now, it's Alabama versus the field. You take Alabama. Well, of course. I mean, I to take New England versus the field in football. Maybe. Well, yeah. New England versus one yard. I or don't know. or Justin Verlander versus the field, and you know. England <laughs> <laughs> would be just fine, and so will Justin Verlander. <laughs> Verlander's okay. Is that, is, is that is that is, is that the tweet of the week, the month, the year? What is that? Uh, hey, at, that's the one where he goes to a, a ring store and buys the ring and just says, "That's it." I mean, right? Hey, at MLB, I, mean, I thought I was the only guy, person allowed to f Justin Verlander. What hey, two riders didn't have him on their ballot? That night, Justin Verlander had to say, "Hey, you want to be the second person to f me today?" Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did, did he offer to fill out her ballot? I mean, where are we going with this? Hey, I'm sure he was dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Sorry, Rick, but you didn't get any first place votes. You didn't win. Hashtag by Felicia. <laughs> Rough. I think Justin will be just fine. He's just in something. It's probably Kate. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Entirely possible. Anyway, gotta be that's got. I mean, I don't know. That's a winner right there. That was pretty mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, hey but, man, you Matt, you want your woman to back you up? That's a woman that's backing she's her doing man it. up. So she's doing it. Uh, by the way, sad news. Sad news on the sports brief front, man. I uh, got a poor uh, uh, Noah Snydergaard is a little bit bummed out uh, with uh, Bartolo Colon leaving the Mets. Man, sorry y'all. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, and I know they wanted to. I know they wanted to resign him, but weird. Yeah, but they got him and Dicky. That's funny. Kate Upton also has him and Dicky, but 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's a, that's a that was a different line of conversation. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, if you missed it, one thing that was really sweet. I don't know if you guys uh, saw that. Kind of a, a fun note uh, was Vin Scully's uh, reaction when he uh, uh, got a call about uh, receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Did y'all hear this? No, I did not. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Hello. Hello, Mr. Scully. Yes. Hi there. My name is Josh Ernest. I'm the White House Press Secretary. Oh, my gosh. I certainly know the name. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you this afternoon? Oh, we're fine. Well, Mr. Scully, I know that you, you're really busy. I, I, I wanted to call and, and talk to you about something. The, um, every year, the president uh, gives out something called the Presidential Medal of Freedom. It is oh, the oh, yes. it, it's the highest civilian honor that any president uh, can give, and President Obama has given it out every year that he's been in office, and he gives it just to just a handful of people, uh, and this year he's going to give it to you. Oh my gosh, no! Yes, so you've had. Are you, you sure? I mean, <laughs> I, well, I'm just an old baseball announcer. Well, listen, you've had a remarkable impact on the lives of generations of sports fans in this country, and you have brought a decency and a professionalism to this job that hasn't just captured the attention of generations of Americans; it's captured the attention of the President of the United States. And you, well, you've got you gosh, quite a legacy. Am, uh, I'm I'm rather overwhelmed and humbled. And Thank you so sir. much, Josh. Right, it's my Bye pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye for now. I mean, how great is that? Wow. I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that, that that's a that's a pretty fantastic move. That's a pretty fan well deserved, man. Vince Scully, he's gotten a lot of gloss, obviously, this particular year, but I don't I mean who's gonna complain be awesome if Joe Buck goes in. Man, what the buck? Maybe. Oh, did you guys see um what? the picture of him and Randy Moss on the night of the full moon? Uh, was Randy Moss back no, in Green Bay? No, Joe Buck went to the Monday night game. And nobody, no, nobody, Moss. nobody caught that reference? I caught it. <laughs> anyway. Should I have gone Andre Bad Moon Rising, maybe? Oh, never mind. Anyway, go ahead, Shannon. I was just saying, he was there at the Monday night game and took a picture of Randy. Of course, the, the playoff game where Moss fake mooned everybody and Joe overreacted. But apparently all is well now. Well, I frickin' God! Thanks. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Randy Moss. Penis in your anus. There you go. That's better. That's better. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. That was a super moon, dude. You said <laughs> balls. Yeah. Big ball. Moon and the stars, huh? And the stars. That's right. That's good stuff, man. Uh, Mark, I know you're going to have to get out of here in a minute with your hard cut. So I will ask you this. Uh, obviously, the uh, Giants had some struggles over the uh, course of the season, but, you know, any any football team does. You know, some of that's gross, some of it's chemistry, some of it's schemes, some of it's different things. So definitely some bumps in the road. However, uh, not that I think the Bengals are a great team, but, you know, solid win. Uh, need to do it. Obviously, it's six and three, four and one at home. Um, Eli, solid game. Uh, I still, I still don't think their run game is great, but Jennings had a, had a good game. Uh, looks like Beckham's starting to uh, ramp it back up a little bit. How do you feel about the Giants? A, do you have any takeaways from Beng- the the Bengals Giants game? And then looking over the duration of the season, uh, their upcoming schedule, etc. Uh, how are you feeling about the uh, about the Giants at this point? Uh, I feel pretty good overall. Um, 
you know, I really feel like that uh, their defense is keeping them around. And, uh, you know, I I know their, like, win margin is not very high. <laughs> they, they've definitely been squeak, squeaking out plenty of games. But like you were saying earlier about the Cowboys or anybody, you know, doesn't matter how much you win win by. Just got to get that W. Just got to get the W. Um, later on, it'll it'll come come to play more. But uh, you know, I so I mean, I, I'm not pretending like they're top of the league, but you know, they're doing they're doing enough. And I, I think the defense is what I'm really pleased about. I think uh, you know the run game absolutely. I mean, every every team's got one. Usually, <laughs> every team has one big deficiency, and, and the the Giants clearly is the running game. But uh, I, I like. I like the momentum that they're going with. I like the fact that they're they're fighting um, to hang in games. I think the Bengals, you know, yeah, the Bengals have, have a lot of deficiencies, and um, but the Giants took advantage of them. I think they, they got to D- Dalton late with a lot of pressure and, and did what they needed to do for a win. So, I don't know, I like the direction they're going in. Uh, Bears this weekend, got to win the winnable game. Certainly, they should absolutely be able to, you know, take down the Bears. And I, I, I'd kind of like to see a, a nice, you know, whoop-ass kind of game. That, that would, well, I you mean, you, you get the Bears and the Browns, so you, you really, they ought to be 8-3. and three. You right. know what I mean? Bears, then Browns. And then then, it, then it's going to get a little bit different because it's Steelers, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, Redskins. So it's right. going to be a tough close for the Giants, but if you, you know, if they handle their business against the Bears and the Browns 8-3, and three, they're in a really good position um, particularly, we'll just see how the division plays out. This is, this is going to be true for all the NFC East teams, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, the Giants definitely have a have a stiff close, I would think. You know, we'll see what kind of Steelers. You know, that's at Pittsburgh. We'll see what kind of Steelers team they get. But Bears and Browns, the Bears are a dumpster fire. The Browns are ho- are just horrible. So they ought to be sitting at eight and three. You ought to, you know, that 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 you ought to feel good at that. Excuse me, at that point. So, so I'm 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 excited. Um, I think we we clearly the NFC East. I mean, uh, we can say it as we like to say on on paper, but I mean on paper, record wise, everything. I mean, strongest strongest division uh, in football, and uh, I don't think anybody would have said that before the year started. Um, I think the only other division you could really argue about would be the AFC West. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, the Chiefs are good. The Broncos, the Broncos aren't what they were, but they're, they're not. They're not a rollover. Uh, Oakland no. is obviously good. San Diego can't really get out of their own way, but that's typical San Diego. But the top down, I think that's a that's a pretty strong division. I, I would say AFC West, NFC East are top to bottom, the best divisions. Yeah, I think. I agree. I think, but keep going. Uh so you know, I mean, I did. Uh, I don't know. I think it's been a while since we've you know had a year like this where I mean it's it's going to be a really fun finish to the season. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't get to say a whole lot about the Cowboys earlier, but uh, I, you know, you know me. I, I'm I'm definitely more so on the side of you know you got to give credit for what's been done, regardless of what you know the schedule's like. I you don't get to eight and one just by you know sneaking by. Uh, I'm not you know not not ready to crown them. Uh, not not whatsoever, but you know they've got a lot of great pieces, and uh, I think it'll be fun to see you know what's what comes when they do start facing you know some some really tough opponents. I you know I, I I'd be hard pressed to think that they're just gonna shrivel up and and suck. How will they compete against you know the top notch teams? We'll we'll see. But I mean they their one loss was admittedly a very close loss that you know. <laughs> 
certainly could have been a, a, a win, possibly had, uh, yeah. had they just gotten somebody out of bounds. And I, I acknowledge that. Um, so, you know, I, it's hard-pressed to think that they've just lucked by to get to where they are. But uh, it's going to be a fun rest of the season for the NFC. I East, think so. And, uh, you know, we'll see what comes out of it. All fair points, my friend. If you want to crown them, then crown their asses. <laughs> uh, that's, that's when we definitely needed old Denny Green. Rest in peace, man. That guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. I'm a man. I'm 40. Whoa. All right. Don't taste me, bro. In your honor. You, if uh, Should we have a uh, should we have some bets, like, with you? Like, uh, if the Giants win certain games, can we tase you? Are you, st- <laughs> are you, are you still game for that? I might need a little more on the table for that, but uh, yeah, I'll see. <laughs> you might need a little bit more on the table. Redskins Giants uh, when they play again is is that a tasable game? All right. Well, but I mean, somebody somebody's got to be willing to get tased on the other side. Whitfield volunteers y'all, y'all, for that. Y'all got to figure figure out how much yourself. <laughs> Whit- Whitfield totally just volunteered for it. I'd say the, the one the one who has no kids is probably the one that makes the most sense. <laughs> 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 hey, what? I ain't getting taste for nothing. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> might might actually kill that dude. You never know. We, actually, we probably shouldn't tase Whitfield. That might be. Yeah, that that be might dangerous. be. A, yeah, that might be actually like legitimately dangerous for him. That's the fact, Jack. Yeah. Bzz, bzz. Might be kind of crazy. As far as the rest of the NFL landscape or other sporting things uh, with NBA, MLB, NFL. Again, I know you got to get out of here in a minute, but uh, favorite stories of the week or uh, favorite games or uh, just takeaways in general from the sports week? I would say that's um, it's great to have college basketball back. I'm sure we'll, be, we'll get into that more. As, uh, we will. You know, it's just, just, just kind of the warm-up games right now. Did have a highly entertaining one. I don't know if you even got to catch any of it or highlights, but uh, Duke-Kansas the other night, great game. Duke kind of dominated the first half. But you know, Kansas obviously was wasn't just going to slink off. They they kind of handled the first you know, fifteen minutes or so of the second half. Then Duke starts to come back, uh, drills a three to tie the game up with fifteen seconds left. Kansas takes the ball down the court, uh, and uh, old man, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name right now, but it's uh, uh, kind of the old man stud on on Kansas. Just Frank Mason. Yep, Mason buried a jumper with two seconds left to to, to ice it. Um, so, but highly entertaining game. Uh, great to see college basketball back. I'm sure we'll get into that more as it comes along. Uh, NBA-wise, I continue to be thrilled with the fact that the Lakers have a winning record, and they're they're not just you know they're they're not just sneaking by with it. I mean, they're playing legit basketball. Now, are they going to be a playoff team? Of course not. But I'm just saying it's 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 great <laughs> so far. Uh, flip side, Wizards are three and eight, and that's embarrassing. But uh, hopefully, that can that can turn around. I mentioned before the podcast. Loved that uh, there's a. A great game between the Raptors and the Warriors last night uh, in Toronto, where for some reason it was it was Drake night. So uh, after the game, Durant's being being interviewed, and the interviewer asked him his last question. So you know, did you what did you think of you know tonight being Drake night? And just very angrily, Durant kind of says right back to him, he's like, I don't give a damn about no Drake night. And storms off. Nice. <laughs> so that that was that was fantastic. I'll say that was my my favorite uh, favorite moment of the week. <laughs> Any, is that is that a because it's Durant or because it's piling on Drake, or because it's both? Uh, we'll, we'll say a little bit of both. <laughs> so, so KD went full Peter Griffin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. Oh. oh my God! Who the hell cares? There you go. There you go. I like so, that man. 
Wizards got to figure out what's going. Wizards got to figure out what's going wrong. Keep it going, Lakers. And uh, let's uh, let's have some great college basketball coming up. Oh, it's going to happen. Although you know, it won't be it won't be a focal point for a while. But uh, you know, the, sure. the the backdrop is going to be there. NBA and and certainly college basketball. I'm sure we're going to have a couple of uh, you know, rando upsets and all that kind of stuff. College basketball is always good for some randomness, particularly early in the year. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Particularly early in the year. I don't know. I don't really sweat. Like I, like, I don't sweat Duke losing at this point. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, So no. what? You know, they're going to be in the tournament. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like a complete bag of disaster <laughs> for, any, for anything else to happen. So, well, that's cool. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you're done, man, you can totally ripcord it out if you need to. Uh, I know you said your cut was one. And, sir, it is indeed one o'clock. So it is okay if you need to raise a glass, take a little sip, and then peace out. It's all good. Salute. I appreciate it. You want to call oh, your shot from Michigan, Ohio State? Um, <laughs> can they both lose? <laughs> Ties, uh, maybe, right? Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. I don't know what the betting line will be, but I, I have a hard, hard time seeing Michigan uh, without Mr. Quarterback. So uh, I'm going to say Ohio State by 13. There you go. The boldness. That's right. Look, man, uh, as, as you make your exit, uh, Fallon, uh, Jimmy Fallon and Metallica have a song for you. Heck yeah, man. So random, man. What? <laughs> By the way, that new album is okay. That new album is okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that that's a glowing review. That album is. I gotta listen to a couple more, more okay. times, but I've heard it like all the way through. Just look, for, so nothing, nothing can touch this. Nicki Minaj, Black Barbies. <laughs> oh, God. You're sweet, Jesus. What the hell? Actually, Mark, before you go, uh, I do want to thank you for sharing the story about the woman accused of soliciting sex for nachos. <laughs> so I, I, I do like how, how it's in Beaver Township, Ohio. So clearly she was living up to the Beaver part of the uh, town name. Uh, an Ohio woman caught soliciting sex had an odd request, Beaver Township police say. Uh, Crystal Hotlows, really? Uh, 36 of Clairsville, advertising her services on the YoungstownBackpage.com, told the undercover cop she would provide a sex act for $60 and nachos. So I found the perfect song for, uh, for her, and this is a little bit of a throwback. Mark, this is in your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Got to dip. There you go. Got to dip some nachos and apparently dip with her. When was the last time y'all heard this song? I think Matt liked to, to break this out, you know, break out some moves to this back in the days at the club, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
This video is terrible. Wow. I don't even know what year this is, but it looks atrocious. Early nineties. Oh my god. The dip by <clears throat> the dip by Freak Nasty. Uh, it's from the nineties. When I don't know, but the the video is bad. Woo. But anyway, there's the Nacho Woman, man. Yeah. That's Nacho Normal Prostitute. That's Nacho Cheese! That's Nacho Cheese! <laughs> okay. That's right. You dip, we dip, she dips. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. Look, if you're going to be dipping nachos with anything like that, friends... Safety dance, my friends. Very legit. Very true. <laughs> I don't know how he went from Black Barbie to safety dance to... I don't know. Anaconda on us. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just going to look up Anaconda fart. I know that's going to get it. You better damn sure that in between the nachos, the safety dance, and anaconda farts, that nothing sure as hell breaks free. Or breaks off. We probably should have gone back to, to realistically, Shannon, should have gone back to this. Oh my god, what if we played that? The mashup. That actually lined up pretty well, man. Anyway. Oh, damn. <laughs> I got <get> tears. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> that, was pre that, was, that, was, that was pretty legit, man. Wow.
<laughs> and when you're sitting on the toilet, all you're saying is, I want to let it go. If you knew that somehow tonight we would play a Nicki Minaj Anaconda Far remix and Let Me Poop, congratulations. Oh my god, dude. That was painful. You had that, buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I think that remix was dedicated to the Cleveland Browns. Honestly. <laughs> I, re- I really do. You know, that's the one team that uh, you would not even know if they pooped themselves in a color rush uniform. This is true. That's why they wear the brown pants. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, Mark, I didn't know that uh, your exit would turn into this bag of disaster. Poonoo? Poonoo? Really? Poonoo? Shot some brown down the tank? <laughs> anyway. All right, Mark, man. Go get some All sleep, right. brother. It's good to catch up and uh, rest oh, up, and we'll, we'll uh, see if we can rally up for some kind of a quick brew uh, before everybody checks out for Thanksgiving. I like it. Salute o'clock. Good night, yes, brothers. sir. All right, Slay, man. Bro. Rest Slay, up, man. bro. Okay. Oh, my God. That was nuts, <laughs> man. I think I need a break just for a minute to catch my breath. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was hurting right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I've laughed that hard in a long time. That's good. Right, we'll, we'll just take a quick break for a second, and we'll come right back. All right, man. Whew, just a little quick break, but we are back. Uh, had to bid a fond farewell to uh, D-Stat so we get some rest, man. Uh, so let's get on to a couple other things. We'll probably do a little bit more quick hit style uh, just to roll through the rest of the NFL week. Uh, I did want to, uh, obviously, you know, we talked about the Packers and the Titans. We'll loop back around at least briefly on that one. But uh, Redskins, Vikings, man, I got to tell you, not necessarily pretty. I was feeling pretty good when the Redskins got up 14 to bagel on the uh, Vikings. I was feeling pretty good about that. Uh, drove me crazy though when they started to let him back in the game. Uh, I did like, <laughs> I did like in the second quarter when the Redskins had the ball and Cousins dropped back and he started rolling out and he just you know uncorks one to Vernon Davis and you know Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed were over on that same side of the field and both were open. I was like, nice defense, y'all. But it, it's good <laughs> to see Vernon Davis, man. I got to tell you, uh, it, he really looked like he was just in a wasteland kind of the last couple of years and that dude still can that that dude can ball man uh it's funny to see a resurgence of vernon davis and i'm so glad the redskins signed him i didn't really have a lot of expectations for that other than as an insurance policy for reed getting hurt which clearly was a smart move but um the the two of those guys man fantastic what what a what a what an absolutely phenomenal tight end combo uh, to have both of those guys and Vernon Davis oh. for anybody that thought he was done, yo, pay attention, man. That, that dude can still ball. I, he he may not have clicked with Peyton Manning, but he sure as hell uh, is fitting with the Redskins, dude. There's no doubt. So I'm glad to see him come home and uh, get a little uptick and uh, deliver, man. I'm I'm super happy about that. And uh, Randy, I, you know you're a 49ers fan. Obviously, you were big on Vernon Davis. I think you had him on your fantasy team like every year for as long as I could freaking remember. So I, I know on some level you got to be happy. It's not in San Francisco, obviously, but if you like the player, you got to be like, all right, cool, dude. It's nice to see you still have some uh, mojo left there. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I knew that he still had it in him. It's just obviously the, the offense he was in in Denver, you know, last late last year wasn't fit for him. Obviously, the one that Gruden is running in Washington really fits him well, especially considering what we've seen out of Jordan Reed. So, yeah, I'm really happy that he's still he's still got it. I mean, he's always been a great blocker, and now he's just showing that, you know, don't count him out. Mm-mm. No, I think that that was a that was an incredible value signing for the Redskins. So you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping he finishes his career there, but you never quite know. You know, he's he's not over the hill. He's not young, but he clearly still has speed, and he can still freaking catch. So nice setup. But uh, anyway, uh, second quarter, of course, when he caught that ball, it's fourteen to nothing. But late in the first half, dude, it's a little over a minute left, and the Vikings got uh, got their comeback going on. Uh, Bradford hit uh, Kyle Rudolph for a 20-yard touchdown. It was 14 to 14 tie game, and I'm like, man, seriously, what the hell? Uh, I was like, just get out of the half. And of course, what 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 happens? Man, Redskins have the ball, and it's like, you know, there's not a lot of time left. You're like, well, they're not going to do a whole bunch. And uh, Chris Thompson takes the takes the handoff and it has a decent run, and then just you know gets stripped, dude. The Vikings get the ball back inside the 30, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't curse a whole bunch of football games, but that was definitely one where I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me, dude. And so the Vikings ended up getting uh, another touchdown. It was actually pretty gutsy because uh, it was third and goal from the three, and Tom was really going to run out. I thought they were going to kick it. I thought they were going to kick a field goal, but again, I guess this is the old Blair Walsh factor. Of course, they cut him, but uh, and they ended up going for it. And Bradford hit uh, Thielen on on third and goal. I mean, he's running into the end zone. Tom's expiring. So uh, Blair Walsh, thank you for missing the extra point. Uh, Twenty fourteen Vikings lead going into the half, but you know, really at, at that point, the uh, Redskins defense stepped it up. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, Hopkins can actually hit some field goals. So, Vikings, excuse me, the Redskins end up 23-20 in the fourth quarter. And the defense delivered late, man. Um, they had to. Uh, Preston Smith, with a, he dropped back. There was uh, one Vikings ball, of course, and it's second to ten. Bradford goes back to throw. Uh, Preston Smith dropped back into coverage and just, I mean, Bradford just didn't see this guy. He throws the ball. Uh, Preston Smith ends up tipping it. He drops back in coverage, tips it to himself, picks it off. Uh, that was a great play. Uh, Redskins eventually get another field goal. They have a 26-20 lead. Uh, obviously, a touchdown can can win this unless <laughs> Blair Walsh misses another extra point. Uh, but the Vikings have the ball at the 21, under a minute to go. Skins D gets to Bradford, sacks him on second down, and uh, they don't do anything on third. And then fourth and 17 from the 28. Uh, the Redskins get to Bradford again, ending the game with another sack. Uh, in this case, it was Preston Smith shutting it down. So I thought that was great. You know, a win's a win. Not necessarily pretty. Uh, Vikings obviously have some issues, but I was just at that point, I was just glad the Redskins finished the freaking game off. I was going to be kind of pissed if they lost, <laughs> uh, <laughs> lost to Minnesota. But that I thought was decent. And uh, quite frankly, you know, it was one of those things where I was at. Um, Sarah was under the weather that day, and I had both kids, and I'd gone over to Sarah's sister's house. Uh, parents were down and we're making gingerbread houses and gingerbread sleighs and all that stuff. So, and, and the kids were fussy. So it was really hard to try to watch that game and try to see the, the end of it. But uh, just glad they finished it off. I got the W Titans Packers really at the end of the day, we can talk about what DeMarco Murray did, but that game finished 47 to 25. That was an absolute ass whooping of the Packers, man. Um, and you knew they were in trouble when DeMarco Murray popped off that 75 yard touchdown run early and then uh, they get another drive and you know, got DeMarco Murray doing a halfback option and lobbing a touchdown pass to Delaney Walker. I think you just have to give a lot of credit to uh, Tennessee on that one. 
Um, Mariota was freaking on fire, uh, made some really nice throws. And there was a point in that game, it's third quarter, 35-16, Titans are up, obviously. And this is when, uh, you know, Rodgers uh, drops back, doesn't see anything, he just takes off. And I think people forget how fast Rodgers actually is. I mean, dude can book. And uh, ran into the end zone to get the touchdown and got crushed by Parrish Cox. Uh, you know, I mean, it was across the goal line. Uh, you know, it's like one of those things. You had to figure they're going to get up and, and go down to defend their uh, defend Rodgers, defend the quarterback. Um, again, it's just a shame they didn't have that much fight in them uh, for the duration of the game. 35-22, that was going to be the turning point if there was going to be one, and it just just didn't do it. Tennessee responded. You know, Mariota ended up throwing a, a 33-yard touchdown to Sharp, and that, that that's the dude that strutted into the end zone and just laid down like he was taking a nap, man. They were just putting the Packers <laughs> to sleep. That was pretty damn funny. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, that was just that was just an ass whooping. I don't know what else you say about it. That was an ass whooping, and uh, Packers have trouble. So I I don't know what to expect out of them against the Redskins this coming week. But I just I'm hard pressed to see the way things have gone for Green Bay, the way that team is playing. Uh, I I just you know you're seeing things where you know they're talking about. Uh, Rodgers and McCarthy, a relationship inching closer to explosion. Uh, you see those things. You got Rodgers talking about urgency he's got to pick up. And, you know, last week we talked about, you know, the importance of attitude and the reflection of attitude. And if your team doesn't have energy, your team's not motivated, or whatever the hell it is going on, in-game adjustments, game planning, execution, we can talk about the holes the Packers have in their roster. Uh, defense obviously is, you know, the secondary has problems, but that's when you need your offense to control the game. And, yeah, they've had issues with running backs. I get all that. You know, Starks is back. Ended up picking up uh, uh, Michaels off of waivers. Seattle cut him. Green Bay's a mess, dude. Green Bay's a mess. And I I can't remember the last time I saw an NFL head coach say something like, I'm a highly successful NFL coach. I mean, really? Let's state the facts. I'm a highly successful NFL coach. That's what McCarthy said. Really? Arrogant bastard. Really? I've never heard Bill Belichick say that. Really? I mean, that's this dude's response? Even if you think that, even if you think that, you know you're going to get lit up for saying that, particularly in a season where your team is just struggling. Struggling. I I believe Sam Jackson had a retort for that. Yeah, Sam Jackson probably had a whole bunch of retorts for that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who the hell Cash. Check out the big brain on bread. Probably more like this. Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine yeah, exactly that. The greats uh, don't boast. It's just that's it's a weird it's a weird quote, dude. It's it a is. weird it's quote. Really and, weird. and it it's not yeah, McCarthy's had a pretty good run in Green Bay. He has. But uh, that's a guy that that uh, got the tail end of Brett um and then got Rodgers. You know, as a coach, when you have good quarterbacks, Hall of Fame level quarterbacks, you should win. (laughs) You should win. You know, it doesn't mean you're not going to have down years or or tough years because of your roster or some other issues, but having great quarterbacks doesn't make you a genius. It makes you a guy that's coaching a team with great quarterbacks. And, you know, when your team is struggling, that's when your medal is really tested. That's how your scheme is really tested. And at the moment, um, 
describe it however you want. I mean, that's not a team that's getting it, get, that's just getting it done. And I would certainly think if we rewound to the beginning of the year, most people look at Green Bay and go, all right, man, that's a playoff team. That's a NFC championship contending caliber team. And they sure as hell don't look like that right now. Uh, and whether it's issues with Rodgers, whether it's issues with the defense, whether it's issues with the offense, uh, with, whether it's issues with the scheme or having an emotional feel for the team, whatever it is, man, pressing the right buttons, they sure as hell are not there. So he may have been a highly successful NFL coach, but he sure as hell doesn't look like one right now. When you have the talent of a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and all you've got is one Super Bowl to show in, what, seven or eight years? Well, with that talent offensively that they've had, lots of great quarterbacks don't, don't have a bunch of rings. Ask Dan Marino. I know it happens, I know. but it, look, last twenty-one games, McCarthy's nine and twelve. Not so good. Look at his playoff record. Look at his playoff record. I don't have it in front of me, but you know, Here, here's the real question: Is did he make that statement to actually try to convince someone or convince himself? I mean, that's really where it is. I mean, it's one of those things that sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Sounds he was trying weird. to convince somebody. It's like, well, I'm a great coach. Okay, is that directed at someone, or are you just trying to pump yourself up to actually make yourself believe Dude, that you're a great coach? The, re- the results on the field, you know, <clears throat> it's like a lot of things. When you're a, a great cro- a great coach or a great player, you don't need to verbalize that. People know it. People know it. And if you feel I it, you have to... It was aimed. <clears throat> I do think it was kind of aimed towards Ted Thompson a little bit. Maybe. Maybe, but, you know, front office infighting is a dangerous thing, man. But I don't know how Aaron Rodgers, how Ted Thompson can keep Mike McCarthy on. Aaron being 32 and his window closing relatively fast. Ted Thompson, I think, has two more years left on his, I think this year and next year left on his contract. How can you, okay, say that that works out and Ted Thompson goes and McCarthy's still the coach? Well, McCarthy comes a lame duck. That's three years. Aaron Rodgers is 35. You've got to do something now at the end of the season. You cannot wait. If they melt down. And it, look, it, that that's still an attractive position. It's an attractive job. Um, isn't, uh, is, I don't know, it, it's somebody related to Ron Wolf. Is it? I don't know if it's his son or his nephew. I don't remember what the, the lineage is. But isn't, isn't one of the Wolfs still there? Yeah. In the, in, in the front office? Because uh, I've yeah, heard, I could swear I've heard. Else has already been, I, there's a contingency plan. In, I mean, uh, another word right in the realms. I can't think of his name off the yeah. top of my head. But there yeah. is somebody to replace <clears throat> Ted Thompson in-house. I don't know. Maybe they should have kept Reggie McKenzie. Ain't <laughs> that the truth? Yeah. yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's done now. It's done now. And, you know, they, they've had some success. I mean, the Super Bowl, it's not an easy thing to do. To get a ring is nice. But, and, and Brett, I mean, Brett, at least, he made it to two. I mean, only has one ring, but he did make it to two. But you know, uh, uh, when you're in when you're in a prime zone for a quarterback, um, you're really charged with building that team around that guy. And when you have deficiencies on the roster, or deficiencies in coaching, or deficiencies in scheme, you know, and sometimes things get stale. Sometimes things get stale. I mean, it happens. You know, again, not everybody is Bill Belichick. I mean, we freaking know that. <laughs> And sometimes if you're too stubborn about your scheme, you just miss things. So I don't I don't know what the full story is in Green Bay, how much of that falls on, on old, you know, Ted and how much of it falls on Mike and 
you know, maybe it, maybe Rodgers isn't who we thought he was. I don't know. I mean, it just it none of it adds up. None of and it adds up. Using draft majority to uh, improve your team and, and trying to keep your own players. Well, uh, they've, he's they've, needed they've to been judicious. Out. Hold on. He's needed to venture out a little more. Of course. I mean, we can really say two names that he's ever. I mean, that they've ever really drafted and use it. Um, Woodson and um, Peppers. The Ted Thompson has actually went out. And yeah, and, and Woodson was a great signing at that point in time. Uh, Peppers, I think, was a really good value signing. I, I still think, you know, the team's window, that loss against Seattle in the NFC Championship game, you know, that was their one of their best shots, and they didn't finish that game. And I still just don't know that that team's ever recovered from that. Neither do I. You know, for whatever reason. And it, it's just a shame. But, I mean, that, you know, that's football. And if you're gonna, if you're not going to play up, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 if you want to argue accountability, then at some point McCarthy and Thompson have to be held accountable for what the results are on the field. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Rodgers. Not, uh-huh. not at his age. You, you can't. So you're charged with building around that. But if you're going to make a change, if, if McCarthy's not the guy, if they fade out this year, that's that to me is your best opportunity to go ahead and say, all right, you know, it's time to go in a different direction. Let's bring somebody else in as a head coach. Let's change the front office. Let's roll. Um, you know, I, I think historically, at least recently, they've had a strong front office staff. So, you know, maybe it, maybe it is time for a shakeup with that. We'll we'll just see. Uh, but the mojo, the vibe, the the juice, whatever, man, that's not there at the moment. It is sure as hell not there. Sure as hell not there. So. Pretty disappointed with that. Pretty disappointed with that. Any other takeaways from uh, you know Green Bay realistically before we shift gears? Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to give uh, kudos, of course, to Seattle for rolling into Foxborough and knocking off uh, New England. That's a hell. Of, that's a hell of a. That's a hell of a job. It's a hell of a job. Uh, I think what most people will focus on uh, realistically is going to be the end of the game. Uh, it does certainly feel like the last couple times we've gotten. You know, the Seahawks and the, and the Patriots, we had a, a, a pretty great finish. You know, obviously the, the uh, Patriots got the Super Bowl. I mean, this is great for the Seahawks. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, look, at the end of the day, th- those were good plays. That That's a big credit to the, the Seahawks defense, other than the one quarterback sneak where Brady fumbled it. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> can't do a lot about that. At least didn't, at least didn't give the ball away. I'm sure you could argue they could have approached that a little bit differently. Maybe they should have just hammered with LeGarrette Blunt the whole time. Maybe. To me, it was a good no call at the very end. I wouldn't have been terribly upset had they thrown a flag, but I didn't think it was necessary. Um, and quite frankly, Gronk kind of stumbled a little bit, you know, going into that very last play uh, and then tangling up with, with Chancellor. I mean, Chancellor pulled him down a little bit, but I don't know that he would have made that catch anyway. His footwork wasn't right uh, when he got off on that on, on that particular play. Uh, he also got totally crushed, so it's a possibility he may not play this weekend. Uh, if I remember correctly, he couldn't fly because <laughs> of uh, whatever's going on, like a perforated lung or something. So pretty severe, but they're playing the 49ers this weekend. If there's a game Gronk can sit out, it's probably that one. Yeah. yeah I don't like they'll have to worry about anything to worry about. No. I, I think, <laughs> I think Bennett is just fine. They, they, don't, need to, they don't need to, you know. Uh, do anything too crazy with that, but that is the twentieth home loss since Tom Brady became the starter for New England. It's pretty amazing, wow. and the first time since twenty twelve that the Patriots have lost uh, two home games in a single season. So, 
you know, New England's going to be just fine. I, I think with Seattle, it's what you know. What do they really have in pro size? And then getting Rawls back, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty bold. If you cut your, if you cut a guy that's been your starting running back for a large part of the year, it's a pretty strong statement. And I, I you know, I don't know. Russell Wilson, I think, looked really good. He he looked healthy in that game. Looked healthy in that game. You know, D, uh, Seattle, the, the Seattle's defense stepped up in certain capacities. Russell Wilson looked much better than he has in a while. So I think that all of that's very legit. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. Uh, I will say, um, and, and, and of course, the uh, Panthers ended up beating the Saints on Thursday Night Football. Uh, a, the Panthers have probably the best-looking color rush fo- uh, football jersey, I think, of just about anybody. Uh, that color scheme is conducive to that. Most people don't, so... I'm okay with that, like all kind of teal blue thing going, uh, that they got going on, Carolina blue or whatever. Uh, that one looks pretty good. But amazing to me that they blew a 17 point lead against the Chiefs. Kudos to the Chiefs for coming back on that one. But Carolina, if you're a playoff team, you can't do crap like that. <laughs> you can't do crap like that, man. Eric Berry, I love, I, I love seeing that guy back on the field. Um, and that that was a hell. That was a hell of a pick six oh to yeah bust that thing back 60 yards for that taint that was well played sir but if you're a panthers fan you got to be super disappointed that they found a way to blow that but some of that is just a great defense by the chiefs a hell of a play by eric barry and then quite frankly for marcus peters to rip that ball away from kelvin benjamin just nasty just yeah. nasty although Healthy. him him taking that thing and punting it into the stands was pretty damn funny <laughs> I, I laughed. I laughed pretty good at that. Stupid, but funny. It was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. They did get a uh, a five yard delay, a game penalty. But uh, Chiefs are sixteen and two in their last eighteen games. By the way, didn't realize that. Damn. So, and that's the not second bad. time. Not bad. That's the second time the Chiefs have overcome a seventeen point deficit to win the season. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, Falcons uh, eating it to the Eagles uh, yet again. I think the Falcons are frauds, man. I, I'm not a Falcons hater, but. <laughs> That's a team that just – they haven't proven to me they can win when it matters most. They can put up gaudy stats. Ryan can have some big games. Julio Jones is a beast. Um, but they just – I don't know. That's a team that – you got to win late in the year, man. you got to win when the games really matter. And the, I just don't think the Falcons get enough of that done. I just – I don't know. I, I still just view them as frauds. I mean, good for the well, – good good win for the Eagles, but I don't know. I'm not feeling the Falcons, well, man. The thing with that game is it was weird to see Julio Jones drop catchable balls that was that would have helped them potentially take the lead that yeah. was i think that was the that was you the strangest thing to say balls well one of those would have, would have been an inc- incredibly difficult catch but he had some other ones that it's you're just like really you gotta bring that in bro it's like how the hell did you drop that yeah <laughs> what happened <laughs> so yeah yeah t- tough breaks and philip rivers man god that freaking chargers dolphins game because on one hand, you got to give like Rivers kudos because it's like you know, he passed John Elway for eighth place uh, with his 301st uh, career passing touchdown, right? And that that's pretty sweet, right? And in my notes, I was like writing these things as I was looking at the highlights of that. And it was a Chargers ball. They had about a minute left on the clock. And I typoed this. And it, I, was, I, was, I was trying to write Rivers drops back to pass on first and 10. And I typoed it and I said Rivers derps back to pass. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I thought about it. I was like, that's actually really accurate. <laughs> I was about to say. He did dirt back to pass. And that was when uh, Kiko uh, Alonso got the pick six and pretty much 
you know, uh, sealed that game for 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 the Dolphins. But yeah, Rivers had four picks in the freaking fourth quarter, dude. Wow, that is terrible, as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. It so, just seems to be the thing for the Chargers this year. Let's yeah. see how we can F it up in the fourth quarter. They've lost four four of their six losses. They've led that game in the fourth quarter. That's watch, a, our, watch our lead disappear like Manti Teo's girlfriend. That's right. Invisible, buddy. <laughs> Look, Phillip Rivers, he might be the ninth quarterback in the NFL history to, th- to throw for 300 touchdowns, but he's the only and one. And have 300 kids. And have 300. Yeah, somebody on one of the NFL <laughs> highlight shows said, one for each kid. <laughs> Uh, I I can't think of the dude's name. Charlie is is on the the one on the NFL Network with LT and Dion. Ah, Chris Rose, that guy, Chris Rose. He made the the kids blast, and LT was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed. But uh, Philip Rivers may be the, the ninth quarterback in NFL history to throw for three hundred touchdowns, but he's the only one to rage face in every single game he's ever played. That's for D stat. So uh, I don't know. Any other lessons from the NFL this week? Just walk Jags, off. You still suck. Who? <laughs> yeah. Jags, you still yeah, suck. The Jags are terrible, dude. The Jags are. Gus Bradley's it. gone. I mean, he has to be, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got to be. be. I mean, that's that team just underachieves like a champ, dude. And you know, he's he's had years where it was injuries or it was different issues. I mean, I understand all that, but at some point, that team just looks incompetent. That team just looks incompetent, man. They've got way too much talent to be that yeah. bad. they got a lot of players, man. They do not have a lot to show for it, dude. Hey, where are the white women at? Man, they're up there hanging out in the Jag Stadium in the pools, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants By a mustache way, uh, ride? I don't know, man. By the way, the uh, the Rams, they've won three of their four wins this year if call come without scoring a damn touchdown. Oh, wow. my God. Well, if they're going to win, it sounds like terrible. And that's probably why Jared Goff is going to get his first start. Who are they playing this weekend? Miami. Somehow I don't think Goff finishes that game. <clears throat> no. Well, I think he does. <laughs> he might, but. <laughs> well, he won't finish it well. <laughs> I'd be I shocked. Think and Sue will probably have a. I think Indomitian and Sue will in- introduce him to the turf more than once that game. Well, and it's Over flip. under two and a half sacks for Sue. Well, it depends how many people he kicks in the nuts. <laughs> Just say over under two and a half balls kicked by Sue. Uh, and and K, I think he'll he'll kick at least three crotches, and he'll have at least. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three sacks for Indamake. You said balls. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm thinking. Well, don't forget the leg a... stomp. <laughs> what do you say, Matt? I, I can't give you a certain player, but I say. Six sacks. Six sacks? Sacks. He'll get sacked six times. Good God. Man, that's going to be a beatdown. Oh, man. I tell you what, uh, one of my favorite things from the week as we uh, wrap up and close up shop this fine Thursday, Thursday, one of my favorite things to come uh, in the post-election cycle is uh, Joe Biden memes. Oh, my God. Uh, they have been killing me this week. If you uh, if you haven't looked up the Joe Biden memes, man, but do yourself a favor. I don't I don't care if you're pro Trump or not or whatever, dude. The Biden stuff. Even if you hate Joe Biden, man. Oh my God, these things are great. These things are great, man. There's so many of them, dude. I like this one, man. It's this picture of Biden and Obama, and, and it, it just says captions like Biden. Come on, you got to print a fake birth certificate. Put it in an envelope labeled secret. <laughs> 
and leave it in the Oval Office desk. <laughs> I remember that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that one's pretty good, man. So the one I, where Biden says he changes all the doorknobs to kiddies. Yeah, that way that way Trump can always <laughs> Trump can always be grabbing a you know a kitty as they say. Yeah, man. Hey, Biden, what if we paint the Mexican flag in the office? <laughs> you know, I mean, some of them are just great. Oh, no racist bastard. Yeah, man, just just a hoot, man. Oh, I like this from Biden. You know, you know, he needs an official government phone, right? I'm gonna give him a Note Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Obama, but Joe, don't those exactly? <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous, man. The, the the Uncle Joe memes are pretty good. So and that they're, they're they're all over the place, man. You can find them. See an end of the damn story on the things because they're so fantastic. But it's tons of them, tons of them, tons of them, tons of them. So that those are pretty fun. And uh, as if, if anything, you know, politics should always remind us that we need some laughter in our life. So uh, try to have some fun with all, all the uh, ridiculousness that exists. But that those those I think are pretty fantastic. So. Let's see. Yeah, Russell Wilson looked good. One other random thing because uh, we talked about Kate Upton, but um. I don't know if you guys missed this or not, but uh, DeAndre Levy is a linebacker for the uh, Lions, but he uh, played his college ball at Wisconsin, and he was involved in a sideline collision, and he went, he ended up hitting and going into uh, Joe Paterno. He's the one that broke Paterno's leg, and oh, wow. so there was a story that came out. And he said at the time he felt bad for hitting Paterno and breaking the dude's leg. Anyway, uh, he feels very differently now. Had an interview with Men's Journal, <laughs> and all the stuff that happened, kind of with Sandusky and Paterno, and you know Levy now says he despises Paterno, and he calls that play "quote my proudest moment in college." Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. He said, "Quote that dirtbag man." We got to stop prioritizing sports over humanity. Just because somebody can throw a football or coach football, they're excluded from their wicked acts. So his proudest moment was breaking Joe Pa's leg. Whew. Damn. Yeah, man. And what that? What, what did that happen to him this weekend? What? Somebody learned how to shut its mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. is a bitch. <laughs> we'll see exactly. what happens. Uh, by the way, anybody else think uh, that Saints uh, Broncos game that that dude stepped out? Will uh, Will Parks? Did, did anybody he, else think he stepped out of bounds? He did. I mean, it's just sure how think, it looked like he did, didn't it? I think he did, but the thing is, is that the angle they used—it's so damn hard to tell. I know they need a better angle. The white shoes, dude. But did yeah, you, exactly. Did you see that replay where they had uh It was over with Austin Davis, and Austin Davis is is like talking talking to the dude that blocked the kick. And he says that was a terrible call. <laughs> I was dying, dude. It was terrible. Terrible, terrible call. But that was a pretty wild game. You got to feel bad, New Orleans. I mean, that's a that's a crappy way to lose. That's a crappy way to lose. You're going for an extra point to realistically finish that game off. It gets blocked and return. Go ahead, go ahead. Go and ahead. it gets blocked and the dude returns it for two. And you have the question about whether he stepped out of bounds. And it just so happens he's wearing white shoes, white sideline, and they can't tell. There's nothing conclusive. But on first glance, it sure as hell feels like that dude stepped out of bounds. Oh, that's just heartbreaking. Off. Is, is um did Payton get an extension? Sean Payton, we'd have to look at his contract. I don't think he's going anywhere though. I don't think so. Mm, I don't think he's going anywhere. But no clear and convincing camera angles, so the return stands. But I still enjoy the 
sideline lip reading footage where the Denver players are like, that's a terrible call, man. Terrible call. So I don't know. <laughs> Go fitting. Uh, by the way, I like Ray Lewis throwing Joe Flacco under the bus saying, uh, quote, gifted. Absolutely. Passionate about what he, about what he do. I've never seen that. Basically saying that Joe Flacco lacks a passion for football. Wow. Hmm. It is quite funny seeing him and Skip go at it. What, Ray Lewis? Yeah. He's I, on uh, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't realize he popped on there. Yeah, he does. How about that? Didn't know. But I like Flacco's response. Quote, I love Ray, and I love how he always spoke from the heart. But if you listen to those speeches, a lot of them didn't even make sense. He meant everything he was saying, but I didn't know what he was talking about 90% of the time. <laughs> this lad makes me think of the Old Spice commercials with, with Ray, when Ray Lewis was in there. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I enjoyed him anyway. <laughs> right? Um, those Old Spice commercials are weird, dude. They were weird then, weird now. So, anyway. Well, you know, overall, a hell of a week uh, with football. Uh, kudos to Seattle. And we'll we'll see what the, we'll see what the rest of the season unfolds, man. But I, I still think it's really New England versus the field in the AFC, and Seattle versus the field in the NFC. I, I think it's very probable that those are the two strongest teams, most likely uh, to finish these things off. But we're gonna get a lot of answers, man. It's the thing with football; you always set a little on the field, and uh, the old proverbial any given Sunday, uh, unless you're a you know Jaguars fan, Browns fan, and this year a Forty ers fan. <laughs> That's all right, that though. Said it happens. It happens, man. That dims the brakes. Dims the brakes. But look, we'll try to rally back up before Thanksgiving. If for whatever reason that doesn't happen, I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football, obviously. Uh certainly this weekend. Uh and and have a, a safe and filling and fun uh Thanksgiving. As always, it's 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 always fun to do this stuff. I always enjoy it as we roll through another late night. Uh certainly hoping uh, for good things for the Redskins. Uh we'll see. I think this is a big week for them. Uh, certainly a big week for Dallas. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of ready to roll. I'm kind of ready to see what uh, what that turns into. So looking forward to that. Uh, I probably won't listen to Black Barbie again uh, other, than, other than on the podcast. I'm not a real big Nicki Minaj fan, but I'm glad that we could bust that out. I might have to queue up. I might have to queue up, though, uh, more of the Anaconda fart remix. Speaking of busting out. Yeah. <laughs> that that would that would may happen again. I think that that's legit. Might have to do that. But no sex for nachos, man. No sex for nachos. Emphasis on bust there, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anybody else have any uh, walk off thoughts? Any Green Bay gets it done. No. <laughs> You're gonna be drug tested. <laughs> <clears throat> drug tested. Oh, the man. bet. The bet. Okay, let's do a bet. Do a Green bet. Green Bay wins. The next time you go on air, you have to say, I liked that. That's fine. I'll do that. Okay. I got no problem. Man, I don't I don't hate the Packers, man. You know that. I just don't I just don't have any faith. Oh, uh by the way, before I forget, uh the NFL, man, by the way, and they totally deserve they totally deserve this. They actually had a tweet. This was on the their actual Twitter at NFL, and they tweeted out, okay. With Des Bryant crushing out that 116-yard day, man, uh, they threw up a, a little gif, and they just titled it D's. You know what time it is. Hashtag Dallas Cowboys. Come on now. Who's ever run, whoever is running that social media page for the NFL, 
you can't in your right mind think that on Twitter you can write D's and not get a whole bunch of nuts blast back at them. <laughs> oh, because came in the mail today. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. I mean, got him. I mean, oh my god, dude! Like, I'm just looking at this thing at, at NFL. D's nuts. Sports pickle. Have you received any responses referencing perchance nuts? <laughs> just yeah. Oh good. I hope somebody used the the Gronk soundbite and uh, threw that back at him. But anyway, D's nuts, buddy. D's nuts. All right, so that's pretty much that. All right, well, let's get the hell out of here, man. So it's been fun. Glad to catch up with everybody. Enjoy your weekends, and I'll go ahead and get this flipped out, get this thing posted. But from all of us to all of you, uh, rest up, have a little fun, man. we got a lot of football left, a lot of action. So whether it's the uh, NBA, college basketball, college football, the NFL, dude, enjoy the games, have a little fun, uh, stay safe, you know, travel safely, my friends. And uh, if you're going to play the sports beer drinking game, do it at home. That's yes. What, that's what we do. Always a good decision. Or uh, call an Uber. Or call an Uber. That's right. So from all of us, all of you, man, feel free to uh, crank it up anytime. Keyword sports and brew. Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Brady Loves Funnel Cake, and of course, the old livesportscaster.com, man. Good times, good fun. And from, uh, I guess, until <laughs> next time, friends, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yo. Late. Late. See ya. Good night now. <laughs> Die, I was only gonna play the 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 anaconda farts on, but now I can't find it. I don't know what happened to it. I'm super disappointed. I'm like, where'd it go? Unbelievable! Oh, oh, there it is. That was the best one. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Oh my All right, catch you on the flip side, man. Good night. Good night, fellas. <laughs> Good night, guys.